part of my conversation with good friend Craig Katilnik, where he turned the tables on me and started grilling me with some questions. In particular, actually a really cool question, he's asking about his tennis game and the fact that he's encountered the serving yips, right? So basically the ball toss, yipping that and having a hard time getting that uh, down in a consistent basis and feeling confident about it. A lot, a lot of parallels between that and the putting and chipping yips that we see in golf. So really cool conversation. I'm really glad that he put me under the gun. It really wasn't the gun, but uh, we had a great time with this talk and hopefully you guys find it valuable. And if you're a tennis player, I suspect you might find it really valuable. Thanks guys. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. Cool. So you you're gonna you're gonna flip the table on me now, aren't you? Yeah, so this is crazy, I'm, right? I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Sweaty, right? The whole reason I started a podcast was so that I could be grilling others. I don't. <laughs> oh man, see, this is the part I should have known. I had my way. I, right. I I should have these big hot lights that we have for video. You know, they're they're old school <laughs> studio lights, and I'd be shining it directly in your eyes, and oh, yeah. not giving you any water and all that, and taking away your cigarettes and. <laughs> bad cop thing that's right all right so so um what i wanted to talk about a little bit was i was listening to your podcast um and the veterans out there will know this this podcast um the yips and i was really excited yeah. about this because i just had about with the yips i play a lot of tennis i play a little bit of golf and a lot of tennis and i'm not great at tennis but i love it um same with golf and so I, I was going through a thing with my serve where I was just kind of noodle arming it and it just wasn't working out. And it, it's the equivalent of yips for, for tennis. So interesting. Um, you, you talked about the yips and you talked about what a, a big deal it was to be at that tournament um, and, and just have, have things not work out. And then you didn't tell us how you fixed it. Yeah. Well um, you're, you're right. And t- the truth is, um, on that episode, I didn't. I, there is a separate episode where I get really deep with um, a friend of mine who's up in New York that, it, that is battling with the yips. And, and he shared with me the challenges he was going through. And I did get him some recommendations and sort of shared a little bit about how I got through it. But yeah, I mean, in case you didn't hear that. So in case you didn't hear that episode, I I have a background of having the putting yips to the point where I almost quit golf. And then four years later, I was standing on the tee at the U S open. So that was a, a very cool thing. But, um, to me, um, because it was so internalized for me, um, I literally my college teammates, my fraternity brothers that I was at in college, they had no idea I had the yips. I, I mean, it was all on me. And you were, they, you were keeping it completely under wraps. hundred percent. This guy that I just talked to on the podcast, he said, I had no idea you had the yips in college. And I'm, our team won three national championships in college. And, you know, so I was like, I was <laughs> fighting my ass off to try to hang in there. And every I now love, and then it was good, but it was not easy times, you know. I love how it's being talked about as if it's some sort of terminal illness. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. You well, had the yips this whole time. I had no idea, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, uh, it can feel that way if you're. Oh yeah, no, it's a huge deal. 
And, and one thing we talked about, and, and I'm sure it's not to the point with you with, with your serve, but in golf, um, the fear is not so much of the individual results. Like you don't, you honestly don't care whether the ball goes in or out. The fear is the flinching itself. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just want to be able to make a motion, whether it's a putting stroke or a serve without the flinching. Right. I just mm-hmm. want to, if it doesn't go in, that's cool. If it doesn't, you know, um, but at least in golf and I'm, and I'm not sure I played some tennis I actually went there today with, uh, with Julia, my daughter, and she's getting into it right now, Craig. So that's, that's we weird. I didn't get the invite for that. But no, no, that was uh, on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, she would have kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, we'll, we, we need to get out there. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, that would be fun. But um, yeah, the, the advice I, I offered was for him, he's up north. He's got the winter time um, where he's got the luxury. I call it the luxury of having the winter, but he's, he's <laughs> able to practice and set up a system in his house where he can make sure that he's setting up over the ball the same way every time and get a lot of repetitions in and to see some improvement and to feel some confidence before you obsess about the results. You know what I mean? Yeah. And getting Okay, a so lot that's the same for a serve. So for me, it's all about the technique and having a routine. So mm-hmm. um, once I got my ball toss under control, everything came into play again. It was fine, um, relatively. You know, I don't think you ever really completely get over them. But, um, and, and, and that's, I think, true because you're trying to have a high level of whatever it is. So if you're, if you're trying to have a high level of putting, a high level of accuracy, whatever it might be, if you're having a high-level serve with um, more speed, uh, more spin, whatever it might be, I feel like this gets more amplified where, you know, if you're just thinking it over or you're just, you know, screwing around putting, it really doesn't matter. You're never going to think about it enough to have the yips. Right. But for those of us out there who do think about this stuff enough, it really, it's all about technique to me and yeah. having that routine. So you watch the pros, everybody does it the same way. You know, each person does it the same way over and over again for a reason. Right. However they do it, it's the same way. Right. Right. And there's right, yeah. sort of core it's not like one day they're going out there and doing a cartwheel before it and the next one they're not, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But there, there is an element of paralysis through analysis. And I'm sure yeah, that's the is. same in both, right? And, there is, and for sure. Personalities are different, you know? So some guys play golf and they don't think about anything. They don't think about any technique. They just see ball, hit ball, and that works for them. And others need to know the intricate move movements of every body part and they like that and most of us fall in the middle somewhere and you know i think moving too far to the end of the analysis side can can lead to sort of this perfection complex you know for sure for Um, sure i think if you don't for for me it was like i get to a big point and i start thinking well how high should my toss really be? Is my toss supposed to be above my head? Is it supposed to be in front of me? If, yep. if you don't have that part dialed in or, or more, if I can focus on just that one part, then it gets better because I don't think about the serving motion. I don't think about the, 
racket speed. I don't think about my wrist. I, I just think about the toss and then I just let the rest of it do its job. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, um, in, in golf, every shot is dictated by the person in tennis. At least most of the shots you hit are reactionary. So like a hundred percent reacting. And I would think in tennis, um, the, the likelihood of yipping or flinching for regular ground strokes is much, much less than exactly the dictated yeah. shot of a serve. And so that's what we fight in golf is, um, and there's a lot of science to it. And there's people that, that really try to make golf more reactionary. So that you talked about a pre-shot routine and the stuff that you do, it's the same every time, but dwelling on it and hovering over the ball and, you know, getting in your own head is not productive. So right. there are golfers that, you know, will really expedite that sort of pre-shot waggle the club and rip it. Or, yeah, you know, I over the that like you see guys on TV tour guys that'll, they'll do their homework and plan their shot. But when they get over the ball, it's get over it and hit it like no right. dilly dallying. Um, well, and I think for them too, they've, they've, got the technique it's perfect already you know or it's it's good as gonna be so i think for a lot of the people who are somewhere in the middle it's gonna be figuring out that technique whatever that one thing is or multiple things whatever it might be that you can focus on that is technique and then let the rest of it rip it that's how it was for me for tennis yeah yeah so have you have you worked through them or are you still you still feel them once in a while or where do you stand now um, it's really a results driven thing. So if I am serving well that day, um, I will not feel them whatsoever. And it's getting less and less as I get more comfortable with it, but it's, it's really just comes down to the toss. So I'm sure like with golf, every time I golf, I try to think left arm straight, no matter what, that's all I think about. You know, I don't think about head down or anything like that. I just think left arm straight. Okay. And it, it gives me one thing to focus on and then I let the rest of it do its job. So, gotcha. you know, if you have enough of a foundation to at least, because I'm, I'm big on the paralysis by analysis. I'm totally that person. I will sit and think about it too long and, and overanalyze <laughs> everything. Yeah. And so if I can get out of my head and just think about one thing and let the rest of it be more uh, muscle memory, then I'm good. So I hope, I really hope that could help somebody else out there too, because that was kind of a big battle for me. Yeah. Yeah. So for you serving, it's if you could get the ball up there in the sweet spot, up in the air. From from there on, you're fine. It's just yeah. tossing it consistently. Yeah, and I mean for golf too. It's it's yeah. like you said in that one episode about um, the uh, the clubs that are between yardage. So that's those are the tough shots. You know, I mean mm -hmm. if it's for me, I know if it's 150, I'm hitting a seven iron. And that's probably pathetic to a lot of people out there, but that's, that's what it is for me. No, yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and like you're close enough, you can chip, whatever it might be. But it's it's the, those middle yardages that are just brutal because you have to half swing, you have to do a slower swing, whatever it might be. Um, mm -hmm. Some people will tell you like more wrist, which I completely disagree with. Um, you know, those are the tough shots because you have to think about it much more or you have to feel it much more. So 
for me, those are the key ones to just focus on one thing. Typically, it's keeping my left arm straight right. throughout the whole thing. Right. And, and the, the toss and setup and, and toss in tennis is, uh, it's not full bore. It's a, it's a feel thing, right? Totally. Oh I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, in, in that vein, if you were going to take the same approach as I took with golf, um, you know, some of the stuff I did was, you know, putting over a coin at home in the wintertime or in the off season or even in season, like while everybody's watching TV, I'm standing there putting over a coin um, just to set up a perfect environment and get reps in. With your toss, yeah. what, what might build some confidence would be like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that same thing at home. I'm not going to serve a bunch of them, but I'm going to literally go through everything but and do the, do the toss and somehow have a target up there in the air, like maybe a little hoop that you're trying to toss the ball through that is like 10 feet up or whatever. And yeah. And you know what I mean? You're supposed to be able to toss it and have it land perfectly back in your hand without moving your hand. Yeah. So some sort of, some sort of thing where you could measure factually, you know, how you're doing it and build your confidence and repeat and repeat and eventually you would you would aim to turn your brain off as much as possible, right? To right. Le- to lean on that work that you had done. Um, obviously, yeah, there'll be and, lapses, and that's, and, but that's such a big thing too for anybody out there who is struggling with this. And this could be anything. You know, this could be people are bad test takers. People are whatever it might yeah. be. Um, it does get better if you just keep practicing it. I mean, you, you have to practice with purpose, obviously, and figure out some of these things that are going to make you um, improve, but it will get better and you'll stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool that you're coming out of that though. Um, I suppose I, I've heard of that, but I, I've never really thought about it in tennis. Um, but any sport, it's like Shaquille O'Neal shooting foul shots. You know, he oh my God. Yeah. couldn't do it. And it was super, it was so ugly. And people say, why can't an NBA player just hit a, a, a foul shot? And it, it's more to it. It's not that he's not talented, obviously, you know? Oh, well, um, yeah. And he, I'm sure at home he can hit, you know, nine out of 10 of them. It's just yep. underneath the lights. He knows sports that are going to make fun of him the next day. All that stuff plays a big factor in it. And yeah. it will with everybody. Yep. There's I mean, a bunch of things cluttering your mind other than what you're doing. Right. And in tennis too, to, to go back to that too, it was like, if you just rip every single serve, you're going to probably miss 90% of them. Right. And that's, you're going to lose every single match, you know? So there is, you have to, you have to hold back a good bit. You got to serve at say like 70% or whatever it is. And uh, I think that's a big lesson in golf too, is just, don't murder it. I mean, for sure. Accuracy is such a big thing in any sport. You know, yeah. there's so few sports like maybe powerlifting or something where you, you're, it's just primal strength, but yeah. nothing yeah, else I mean, out there is like in that. Golf, in golf, you have the luxury of if, if you're more comfortable murdering it, which a lot of people are, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people have a hard time dialing it down, but you could take a conservative strategy and then murder it. So if you, mm-hmm. instead of hitting your driver easy, you could take a three iron and then rip it. 
You know what I mean? Sure. So you could, you could take a strategy that isn't going to get you in much trouble, but um, so you have more you like golf, but do you feel like people's um, their, their techniques, the, the flaws in their techniques magnify themselves though, as they try to hit harder. For sure. That's what happened. For sure. The the ones, the ones that say, Hey, I just, I just swung too hard or I need to slow it down in order to hit it straight. There's a, there's a technical flaw there. Right. Um, Right. You you ought to be able to turn it up and swing not as hard as you can, but you could, you could swing within your, your bounds of keeping balance and, and control, but you should be able to rip it more or less as hard as you want and have, the club move through the right positions and hit the ball straight. It shouldn't right, be a matter of swinging slow, you know? That's what's interesting to me about your yips is you obviously had to have had the technique down because you're playing at a high level already. Yeah. And it was completely mental. I mean, there wasn't – Yeah. The, the form was there. It was just a, a complete mental – situation, which is really well, interesting to me. Y- yeah, for sure. I had gotten years and years and years of – reps like crazy um but for me it was a combination it it was something that was physical that crept into my mental um so when i came down here to play golf in florida we all of a sudden were playing on bermuda greens which are a lot grainier and Mm -hmm. i didn't know nobody really educated me on how to read grain and if you don't read grain you can look kind of stupid um on short putts sometimes like you could be way off. It's like ignoring the wind when you're hitting a sure. shot. And yeah. Um, and so I wasn't comfortable at all. And I look stupid a few times and then it gets in your head. And so that physical sort of manifested into, into my mental. And once it's there, it's, it's real hard, you know? Right. Uh, but guys no, that grow up here, that. And I was fine. I went home in the summers and I was okay, you know, and then I come back to school thinking everything's going to be good. And then, you know, struggle. So in some ways it was a technique thing. It just was one you didn't know about. Kind of. Yeah. I was, I was aware that I hated Bermuda greens. (laughs) Okay. You just didn't know why. (laughs) Right. um, It's like most people in Nickelback, you know, they're just, they they know (laughs) there's a visceral hatred for them. They just don't know exactly. They can't put it into words. (laughs) Yeah. But the super interesting topic, I think, and, and one that I get a lot of comments on and questions about is that sort of mental side and handling pressure and, whether it's the yips or performing at the end of golf tournaments or the end of a good round or, you know, that stuff is where that's real. That's where the real sport is. Um, it really is. Yeah. That's, you know? that's what separates the greats from everybody else. I mean, yep. and that's, that's the kind of stuff you can put in every part of your life too, because whatever it might be, the end of a sentence at a board meeting, you know, the end of a, match yeah. whatever it is it's it's all the same mentally you're right you're right so do you feel like you ever got completely over them no no even now um uh and now that for me the challenge is i have old expectations with new work ethic <laughs> which means okay uh you know tour level expectations with a 10 year old and a five year old at home and playing golf, you know, not more than once a week and hitting a few balls once in a while. 
so what you do there is you go ahead and you transfer those expectations into your kids and you push them as hard as humanly <laughs> possible. <laughs> that's, that's right. So I didn't that's right. Just cover parenting force this. them. I'm actually it. a parent, but let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be that dad that just yeah just lives just, through my daughter's success. You know, right? She there you go. And all costs. <laughs> yeah, and and really, the best motivator is yelling. Yes. And debating. Yep. And so, forcing. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the record, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> hey, if you like my stuff, guys, be sure to subscribe, share it with your buddies, and shoot me any questions you have. I'll be sure to do my best to tackle it in my next episode. Thanks, guys.